the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the, to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, and yes! Touchdown, they did it! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Friday. Jason Walker here with you. We are still missing Eric Franson. He's taking another weekend going down to St. George. I believe a marching band competition. I thought I was done dealing with marching band competitions. Grant, I'm not involved. When I was growing up, had two older brothers. And I went to what must have felt like 200 concerts in my life. Band concerts that, you know, at the young age of, ages of, you know, 5 through 15 or so, by the time they'd moved out of the house, I was not interested in. I did not want to go to all the marching band competitions, but this is not a marching band competition uh, radio show. We're here about sports, and there's still some things going on. We're going to be previewing some of the things that happened over the weekend. Uh, that will happen over the weekend. Um, and also some things that are going on right now. we still got some craziness in the NBA with Kyrie Irving. When the details yesterday, won't go into too many now, but there's things that impact the Jazz with this Kyrie Irving news. So that's why we'll talk about it a little bit more today. Uh, the Utah Jazz are in action tonight, I believe. Unless I'm greatly mistaken. They're playing the Lakers. The LA Lakers tonight. The uh, Lakers who are now on a two-game winning streak. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Utah State football in action tomorrow, obviously. They're facing New Mexico. It's a 1.30 kickoff uh, at Merlin Olsen Field. Uh, game day coverage on KVNU, which will be simulcast here on 106.9 The Fan. That'll begin at 12 o'clock noon. Uh, and then the KVNU Aggie call will begin right after the game ends. Call in, text in, just have a discussion on how that game goes. There's a lot of optimism Utah State's going to win. We'll see how that goes. This is a three-win team against a two-win team. So, and, and maybe that's a bit deceptive. There's more optimism on Utah State's side. But I did see at least one person. Granted, I think he was a New Mexico writer. Saw one person predict that New Mexico would win, I think it was 31-27. So there's definitely going to be a feeling on New Mexico's side that, hey, we're finally facing maybe a bit of a weaker opponent. Granted, I think they've faced some weaker opponents already. But they'll get a feeling of, hey, this is an opponent we can beat. Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll go hard after Utah State, feeling that like this is a chance they can win. Uh, 4A football playoffs. They will continue Saturday with the semifinals. It's Region 10 versus Region 11 in both semifinal games. Uh, number one seeded Crimson Cliffs will face off against the four seeded Ridgeline Riverhawks. That'll uh, kick off at 4 p.m. You can hear that game uh, 
we'll have the broadcast that'll be from Southern Utah University. Our friends down south are going to be doing the uh, the call for that game, but it will be broadcast up here on 104.5 The Ranch. Um, we may have an audio stream on Cash Valley Daily. I've not been in the loop on what's going on there, but we've done that before with others where even if we don't have a video stream, there may be an audio stream on Cash Valley Daily. So if you're maybe not next to a radio, but you got your phone or something like that, you can pull that up on the Cash Valley Daily app. Uh, the other game that will be happening on Saturday, so the first game kicks off at 4 p.m., then you've got the other match, number two, Desert Hills, against the six-seeded Mountain Crest, the one team that defied the chalk. Uh, they upset three-seeded Dixie last week. And that game is set to kick off at 7 p.m., the normal high school kickoff time. You can hear that one on 107.7. And, again, that I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll try and set up something on CashValleyDaily.com. I should have asked Derek before... Uh, coming on here and mentioning that. But usually that's something that we have for you guys. Even if there's not video, we'll have audio on the radio and on CashValleyDaily.com. So that's a lot of the stuff we'll be going through today. I'll give some specific predictions. I gave my predictions last Friday for how I thought those games were going to go. Of course, during that show, games were happening in the middle of my show. But I'll get my predictions there. We'll talk a little bit more about Utah State football. And as I said, the Utah Jazz playing tonight. If you want to text into the show, keep me company here as I have to be apart from Eric. Uh, you can text in to 435-339-0321. I already have one text coming in from 9315. Why can't the Eric be a part of the show from Vegas? I mean, St. George. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the main thing is that he's spending time with family. That's why. If it came down to it. For instance, when I went on vacation in... um, I went out to New York and then actually Wyoming. I went on like back-to-back vacations in uh, late June, early July. We had it on the table that if something big happened while I was gone, I could maybe come on the show in some capacity. Granted, something big happened while I was gone, and we ended up just not doing it. Um, You know, I was hanging out with my brother uh, up in Wyoming, so I don't even know if we talked about it. But before I left, we had it on the table that if I wanted to, I could call in. But the thing is, when we're out on vacation, we're hanging out with our families. uh, We we try and separate our personal lives from our professional. I don't know if 9 through 5 is being serious, but... We could if we wanted to, but we got priorities. So, speaking of priorities, Kyrie Irving knows his priorities. Has to do with money. Because he's been, you know, all non-committal and, you know, he's, he's getting in all this hot water around anti-Semitism. He's gotten himself into quite the, uh, the pickle. Again, I don't want to get too involved in all the minutia surrounding why people are upset, what he's done, why it's angered people, getting her focusing on sports. But it, it resulted in him, like after this, the, the press conference he had yesterday, where he, you know, people were looking for an apology and a denouncement of anti-Semitism, and he didn't give it. 
which seems pretty easy. Most athletes seem to be pretty eager to give a, a statement against, uh, against hate. And Kyrie Irving didn't do it. He, he, and again, he got himself into hot water, and uh, he was basically refusing to apologize. The Nets' ownership had been trying all these different things, sitting him down. Instead of just knee-jerk reaction, they were trying to settle this in a civilized manner. And I actually, I applaud them for that, where in a situation like this, they were trying to just sit down with Kyrie and, and let's understand each other, let's understand where we're all coming from, and let's get this taken care of. It's the kind of reaction you know, from the Nets organization that I can respect. I know not everybody liked that. Everybody wanted knee-jerk reactions, suspensions, fine him, yada, yada, yada. You know, generally speaking, patience and understanding is the best route, even though it doesn't get you immediate results. By design, it doesn't get you immediate results. So whenever you have these situations with athletes, and I'm trying to learn this myself being in a talk radio show where my job is almost knee-jerk reactions, and I've given knee-jerk reactions. But in a lot of these cases, you need to sit down, you need to investigate, you need to know what's going on, and that takes time. The Nets were trying to do that, and it just backfired because Kyrie doesn't act in good faith. He just doesn't. And now it's resulted in Kyrie Irving getting a five-game suspension, minimum. Now, Kyrie, the night this suspension was announced, he apologized. He, He apologized for what he said because he's being suspended five games without pay, at least. Like I said, his return was contingent upon, uh, I imagine, among other things, apologizing. And, you know, going through this, like, anti-hate training or anti-Semitism training, or, you know, like against anti-Semitism training. I don't know how, how to say that. But basically, hit him in the pocketbook, and he immediately turned on a dime, towed the line, Bend the knee, which may not sit well with some people that he he did that so quickly. But man knows his priorities. Five-game suspension is going to cost him like a million dollars, I think. And Kyrie was stubborn enough to sit through COVID, but I don't think that was hurting his, you know, getting rid of his game checks. It might have been. I can't remember, I didn't look into it before this, but basically he was willing to do that because it wasn't hurting him super much, super financially. Being threatened with a season-long suspension, losing all of his money over this, that's not worth it to Kyrie. He may be crazy, but he ain't, he ain't financially stupid. So thankfully with all this, I'm hoping to get the, the Kyrie Irving mess behind us, but the thing is Kyrie going out for five games, it benefits the Jazz. In a, in a potentially roundabout way. Because we brought this up yesterday. Where the Jazz are sitting pretty when it comes to a couple of the picks that they own. They're kind of messing up their tank by being 6-3 and three right now. Where if the season ended today, their pick would be 26th or 25th. It may have... I can't, know, I can't remember if it moved up or down, but I think it's 26th still. They're like 3rd or 4th in the West. But... They own two other picks as of right now. They own the Minnesota Timberwolves pick, and they own the least favorable of the Rockets, Nets, and and 76ers pick. So they get whichever one of those is the least favorable. That's the one they get. Right now, that would be 
the 76ers, who are at 15th. If the season ended today, they'd pick 15th. And it's nuts. Now, the Nets may or may not be able to catch up with the 76ers, so it may not matter if Kyrie, you know, since these five games, the Nets continue to be uh, a crap show. But it's less likely they'd catch him, and it then would just depend on, all right, how do the 76ers do? Yeah, the 76ers are at fifth. If the season ended today, the Nets, their lottery odds would be fourth. Granted, I don't believe they own their own pick. So, you know, they don't get to keep their own. And, and the Rockets, the, the other part of this trade, uh, or the other part of that, you know, calculation, they're tied for first right now as far as lottery odds. So, the Jazz would get the 15th since the other two are obviously top five. So the, the Jazz benefit from the Nets being a crap show. And the Jazz would certainly benefit from the 76ers continuing to play not-so-good basketball. And it was announced here yesterday or the day before that James Harden is actually going to be out for a month at least, which will continue to benefit the Jazz. And so bringing up the whole Kyrie Irving, it's probably just because it, it favors the Jazz. They get a better pick the worse the Nets do, or at least they only have to worry about the 76ers. Because before the, the season, it was like, all right, you just try and figure out which of the 76ers or Nets going to be bad. But if the Nets are guaranteed bad, then you just hope that the, the 76ers fall just enough maybe into the lottery. So that's why, you know, if you're a Jazz fan, you can keep an eye on the Nets situation just to uh, keep an eye on draft pick status for the 2023 draft. So that's the whole mess there. Um, Another thing I wanted to bring up, I've been wanting to bring this up for like every show this week, since like Tuesday. And I've not gotten around to it. I had it on my notes for yesterday. I might have even had it on my notes for Wednesday. But the college football playoff rankings came out Tuesday. Uh, not much ceremony for you know Utah State fans. We're not really paying attention to it. But obviously it is a huge moment for college football this season because you're getting your first real idea of who does the committee like, who do they not like, which teams you know are held more favorably, which teams, even if they're undefeated, lie outside the top four. So if you haven't seen it, I'm going to go through the top seven because that includes you know, the, the six, at least six undefeated teams. There may be an undefeated team that's just not in the rankings because they're a G5 team and you know they don't get in there. Uh, so at number one is Tennessee, which departs from uh, the AP Top 25. The AP Top 25, there's actually a tie inside the top five where Georgia's number one, they have 30 first place votes. Tennessee and Ohio State are tied for second. Tennessee has 18 first place votes, Ohio State has 15. Michigan is fourth, Clemson is fifth, Alabama sixth. TCU 7th. So that's the top 7. I'll go through the top 7 in the college football playoff rankings. 
So as I said, number one is Tennessee. Number two is Ohio State. Number three is Georgia. So Georgia, number one in the AP poll, is number three in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, Clemson is fourth. Michigan is fifth. Alabama is sixth. TCU is seventh. So six and seven being the same in both the AP and uh, college football playoff rankings. But it's just kind of interesting looking at these like, when you see this first one, you begin mapping out scenarios of teams moving up and down. Because obviously, the first rankings where there's four, it's pretty much never the case that those four are the same. Usually someone in the five or six range sneaks in. Usually because there's two SEC teams and one of them has to lose by the end of the season. Because right now, Georgia and Tennessee will play each other. They're both in the same um, division of the SEC. Um, Ohio State and Michigan are also going to play each other. So two versus five is going to play each other. So there's there's some big conference matchups that will have huge playoff implications. Coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, one versus three, two versus five. Um, one of Tennessee and Georgia is going to have to play Alabama again. Or not again, just at all. Um, so we'll see. Because if, you know, whoever out of Georgia and Tennessee wins that matchup later this season, they'll end up playing Alabama in the SEC title game. So let's say Tennessee beats Georgia. Tennessee faces Alabama in the title game. Alabama wins. Alabama gets into the playoff. Because in that case, Tennessee probably wouldn't fall out of the playoff if they're still number one by the SEC title game. But Georgia would have fallen out. And it's entirely possible that Alabama jumps in with a win over Tennessee. Like, because um, Alabama would probably leapfrog Michigan and Clemson. And, of course, Michigan, in order for them to stay at, you know, five right on that cusp, they'd have to beat Ohio State. And then Ohio State's looking at getting bumped out of the playoff, maybe in favor of an Alabama if Alabama wins the SEC title game. So it's just really interesting to see, all right, when you see these first college football rankings, you just start mapping out in your head who's most likely to drop out. Who's most likely to jump in? And really, the most likely to jump in, probably Alabama, because I'm more confident that Alabama can beat Tennessee or Georgia in the SEC title game than I am that Michigan can beat Ohio State. So for me, the team outside the playoff with the best chance to get in has to be Alabama. The team most likely to drop out, probably Georgia, either Georgia or Tennessee, depending on whether or not you think Tennessee can beat Georgia. Just depends. Uh, Clemson's been on thin ice at times, having to bench their quarterback at times. But they're still undefeated and impressive enough that they're number four. And they'll probably be skating on easy street through the rest of the ACC. And so honestly, they may be the least likely to fall out. Because they probably leapfrog over whoever loses out of Georgia-Tennessee 
And if they're at number three, really hard for two teams to leapfrog them in the final weeks. So oddly enough, while Clemson may not maybe the least regarded the playoff teams in terms of ranking, they probably have the least chance of falling out. And so that's why it's just kind of interesting. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to move on to some more important things. We're going to look a little more local with the Mountain West. Look at some of the teams, some of the important matchups. We do have this week in the Mountain West playing a little bit later, uh, cutting into our second hour. But we'll talk about, you know, it's kind of my thoughts on some of these teams and one game in particular that I'll be looking at closely as I continue to try and map out Utah State's path to becoming bull eligible. So we'll get into that next here on 106.9 The Fan. This is Dustin with Valvolinus and Oil Change in Logan. Whatever you do, don't forget to change the oil in your car. My team at Valvoline Instant Oil Change will get you in and out quickly. Stay in your car and relax, all while your car is being serviced by trained professionals. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main and Logan, across from Angie's. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see. Experts you can trust. The Cash Valley Media Group Logan Holiday Gift Show is presented by Coppins Hallmark Friday and Saturday, November 11th and 12th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. It is the perfect place to kick off your holiday shopping. Ideas and treats for the entire family. Clothing, books, jewelry, purses, home and holiday decor, baby items, and don't miss everyone's favorite guest, Santa. (laughs) The Logan Holiday Gift Show presented by Coppins Hallmark Friday and Saturday, November 11th and 12th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. Start your holiday shopping off right. The Elements Restaurant is serving a plated Thanksgiving dinner this year with all the holiday classics. Herb roasted turkey with a sage turkey gravy, garlic whipped potatoes and whipped sweet potatoes, traditional cornbread stuffing and delicious warm rolls. And for dessert, choose between pumpkin pie, pecan pie or apple galette. Let the Elements serve your family a delicious Thanksgiving feast while you spend the day enjoying family and friends. Prime times fill up quickly. Reserve online today at theelementsrestaurant.com or call 7505. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. Over the last few years, we have expanded the store to create one of the largest engagement selections in northern Utah. In addition to our goldsmith, we now have a design team that creates, casts, and brings to life your one-of-a-kind ring right here in our store. All for one common goal, to make it special for you. If you haven't been in yet, come see what makes us so special. Make it special, make it jealous. Sunday on Compass Media Networks, coverage of the NFL. NFC West's foes collide in the desert as the Arizona Cardinals host the Seattle Seahawks. Hi, this is Jeff Biggs. Join Bill Rosinski, Chad Brown, and myself for all the action as the first place Seahawks go for a fourth straight win over Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, who desperately need a win. It's the Seahawks and the Cardinals. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday afternoon at 1.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Millions manage their benefits online so they can do what they want offline. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. 
interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. As the weather is turning cold, make sure you uh, keep your car in tip-top shape. Get your oil changed at local Valvoline Instant Oil Change across from Angie's on Main Street in Logan. I actually got my oil changed at that location just this morning. No joke. Good stuff. I didn't got my car registered. It had, uh, <laughs> the registration had been expired for a hot minute, for like a month or so. I was driving... Driving without registration. I probably shouldn't admit that on live radio. But now it is registered, so you can't get me. No longer breaking the law. So, moving on to Mountain West football. We were just talking about the NBA, the mess that was still Kyrie Irving. Thankfully, we can probably move on from that since that saga seems to be mostly over. At least for those of us on the outside of Brooklyn, they still have to deal with the aftermath. We can just on the outside look and kind of laugh at how Kyrie Irving... Can't keep things straight on his end. Can't keep out of trouble. And in just the easiest ways. Such an avoidable thing for him. But we move on. We talked about uh, college football playoffs. But we're now going to talk about Mountain West college football. We'll have this week in the Mountain West playing next hour. But wanted to give my thoughts on some of the matchups. Um... Just looking at the Mountain West schedule, there's actually two non-conference games happening for Mountain West teams. Air Force is playing Army. You know, all the service academies playing each other. So if you want to watch some good old-fashioned uh, 1930s era football, Air Force and Army is for you. Grand, those games always just tend to be entertaining. No matter how good or bad all these teams t- tend to be, just somehow is always a good game. Now, there have been streaks where one team wins for a lot of a lot of uh, years in a row, but the games each year have still usually been good. So that can certainly be an interesting game. Uh, Boise State playing BYU. Uh, there was a point this season, several weeks in, where it was probably looking like this was going to be a blowout on BYU's side. You know, they would blow out Boise State. Now it's almost looking the other way around. BYU can't get out of its own way. Their offense is sputtering. Their defense is just getting gashed by everyone. I mean, heck, Utah State had a decent offensive game against them. Seems surprising at the time. Now, I guess not so much. Uh, so, Boise State, who I believe are still undefeated in Mountain West play, despite a, a bit of a rickety start there, they're purring along here. They're doing just fine. Um, won quite a few games in a row. Trying to look at their skill just for myself, just so I can count. So, yeah, four games in a row. They've won all conference games. Wins over San Diego State, 35-13. Fresno State, 40-20. Pretty close 19-14 game over Air Force. And then 49-10, blowing out Colorado State. So, doing very well. In fact, Boise State at this point, as far as how they're performing, is probably about what we were expecting Utah State to be. Beat some of the bad teams. Struggle for a couple of wins. Obviously, maybe the UTEP loss would have been 
out of place even for Utah State's preseason expectations. But the Oregon State loss probably wouldn't have been. So, you know, right now, it's setting Boise State aside. Looking at, you do want to look at future opponents. So Boise State is one team. Maybe you want to look at, see how they perform against BYU. But in the end, most people aren't looking towards Boise State as the big game for Utah State. It's just kind of an assumed loss. You know, these next two weeks for Utah State, or even most of the rest of the way, are considered big games. I mean, Blake Anderson called this a game, called called this a big game, called it a must-win because Utah State needs to win three of four to become bowl eligible. Now, there's an assumption that Utah State will be able to beat New Mexico and Hawaii. Those are two bottom feeders in the conference. They're on par with Colorado State, and Utah State beat Colorado State with their fourth-string quarterback, playing an entire half of their fourth-string quarterback, managed to beat them, managed to make a comeback. They were trailing when their fourth-stringer came in, and they came back and won that game. So... There's a pretty good assumption that Utah State will beat New Mexico and Hawaii. And in some sense, you can look at Hawaii, maybe scout them out. They're playing Fresno State this week. They're playing at Fresno State. So just look at the conference schedule. We've got New Mexico at Utah State, Air Force at Army, BYU at Boise State, UNLV is at San Diego State, Colorado State is at San Jose State, and Hawaii is at Fresno State, as I said. For me, really the important game or the important games to be watching for Utah State are, you know, are the San Jose State games because that is the key. That is going to be the big game of the season, provided Utah State doesn't just flub up and lose to New Mexico or Hawaii because that will be the game, and I'd, I'd very much predict this. I predict that going into San Jose State, all the marbles will be out there. You know, everything will be on the line as far as bull eligibility. Because at that point, Utah State will have five wins. They'll be one win away from bull eligibility, and they'll need to either beat San Jose and Boise State. And with the way Boise State's playing right now, they don't look very beatable, especially that game being on the road. Utah State gets to host San Jose State. Granted, it's kind of hard to get a true read on San Jose State, because while they've had impressive wins, they won at Wyoming. I mean, Utah State lost at Wyoming, but San Jose State did just fine. They won 33-16. They also beat up on UNLV, who Utah State lost to. Uh, San Jose State beat UNLV's 40-7. But the other thing is they have a, maybe some questionable losses or questionable games. They lost to Fresno State 17-10. And then they only beat Nevada 35-28. So, like, it, it is, it, it feels much more possible that Utah State beats San Jose State. It's at home. The Spartans seem like a bit of a weaker opponent. But the Spartans are a good team. They pass the ball well. Their quarterback's averaging 278 passing yards per game. Granted, they, their leading rusher only has, like, 330 rushing yards on the season. They're, they're a team that, almost on the regular, doesn't get 100 rushing yards in a game, but they pass the ball well. And they don't turn it over. San Jose State has like three turnovers this entire season. 
In no game do they have more than one. And even in the games where they have one, they're two and one in games in which they have a turnover. So they're a solid team. And so you try and get as much of an idea of who this team is. You know, scout them out, try and figure out, okay, can Utah State beat them? Is there an exploitable exploitable weakness? If there is, it's probably the fact they're one-dimensional in the passing game. But the thing is, right now, you look at ESPN's, you know, predictor, that little wheel that shows up on all the things showing the percentage of a chance to win. They have San Jose State at 68.6%. Well over two-thirds, you know, favorites. However you want to word that. Almost 70% chance to win. And that's with Utah State at home. So, you know, not great odds right now, but it's still a chance. And so if you're looking at other Mountain West matchups, the ones you need to be focusing on, San Jose State, then just keep an eye on Boise State, see if they slip up and see if they show weakness that can maybe be exploited uh, in a few weeks when Utah State travels to Idaho. I'll get to a text, then we'll uh, get to a break. Uh, 5879 says, hey, we had two conference losses last year and went to the Mountain West Conference Championship. And that is true. The thing is, last year, though, with the two conference losses, you know, other teams lost as well. I'm going to need to pull up the uh, the old standings just to uh, just to make sure. Because, yeah, so... Oh, that's this year's. Let's look at the wrong one. So, last year... Utah State had two conference losses, but everyone else had at least two conference losses. Air Force had two, but Utah State beat Air Force. They had that tiebreaker. Boise State lost three, which is the only reason Utah State got ahead of Boise State is because the Broncos had three conference losses. Right now, Boise State hasn't, hasn't lost a conference game. Wyoming has only lost one. So... Boise State and Wyoming, I think, would have to lose out. Basically lose the rest of their games in conference for Utah State to be able to win the division. Both of them would have to lose out. I'm just going to make sure they don't actually play each other, which, yeah, they, they do play each other. So I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's actually mathematically possible for Utah State to win the division. Because let's see, you'd have... Uh, you'd have to have Wyoming lose... So I guess it might actually be mathematically possible because it would be Wyoming losing to Colorado State and losing to Fresno State. That would give Wyoming three conference losses. And Wyoming would then have to beat Boise State. And Boise State would have to lose to Nevada, Wyoming, and Utah State. So I guess it is still mathematically possible. But it's, it's not happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> but with that, we'll take a quick break. 
We'll talk a little bit about Utah State basketball. We'll keep it a little brief on Utah State basketball. But there was one interesting that I uh, looked at today. I actually posted on Twitter. I wanted to talk a little bit about it. So we'll have that next on 106.9 The Fan and the Full Court Press. Evan McMullen says he's independent. The Democrat Party knows he's not. Cheers rang loud after Utah Democrats reached a decision to join Evan McMullen. Democrats chose to back him. Why are Biden's allies pulling out all the stops to elect McMullen? Because he'd do their bidding in the Senate. Conservatives know he's a Democrat in disguise, but sometimes his mask slips. His positions on issues match the Democrat platform. He wants to weaken the filibuster, backed Biden's radical Supreme Court nominee, attacked police budgets, supported reckless spending, more debt. He's just another Biden liberal, even campaigned to make him president. I plan to cast my vote for Joe. Imagine the America we can have. Imagine the damage after two more years of a Democrat Senate giving Biden free reign. Utah can stop him if we stop McMullen first. Crypto Freedom Pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. Paid for by Crypto Freedom Pack. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. 202-971-1316. Hi, this is Tyler. Recently, my father passed away and White Pine provided the funeral services for our family. They were friendly, thoughtful, and attentive to every detail. You know, it isn't often that a loved one passes away, so it was very important to my family that everything be handled just right. Because my dad was loved by so many people, we had a lot of family and friends that traveled from out of town. I really appreciate how White Pine Funeral Services made sure everyone was comfortable and that the focus was where it needed to be, on my dad and my family. They really took care of us during this tender time. Aegis Home Health and Hospice loves helping the people they serve. Aegis is a home health and hospice organization that lives by core values of character, experience, and trust. Every day, Aegis' goal is to help you with whatever your health care needs are and to do it wherever you need us to. Aegis, A-E-G-I-S, Aegis Home Health and Hospice. Call 723-9000 or find them at myagis.com. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs, with competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think Young drive young. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out, because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear, because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container, because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back as we get toward the end of the first hour here on the Full Court Press. Jason Walker with you here. 
Got to talk some Utah State basketball, maybe at least a little briefly, because there was something that I've kind of been working on and compiling, and I managed to finally compile it all today. Uh, what I did was I went through and I found every single 1 through 363 ranking of the NCAA men's basketball season. Uh, there's not that many. Most people won't go beyond like 25 or 30. But there's some reckless few who will at least try. Uh, more than half of them, I, I, five was I think the number I came up with. Three of those are computer-based rankings. Two are some poor suffering you know, organizations that decided to pick them all based off, you know, I imagine human picks or maybe a, a bit of a committee. But I took all five of those, averaged all the rankings out for the Mountain West teams, isolated just the Mountain West teams. And here's how it came out. Uh, probably won't be too surprised by all the placements. Maybe for one, because, I mean, for San Diego State, they're first. Unsurprising. Uh, not surprising in the least. Uh, their average rank was 18.8. Highest was 13. Lowest was 28. Uh, Wyoming, their average was 57.2. Although I should mention, today, it was announced that Graham Ike, who I believe was the preseason player of the year, uh, officially, there are some other organizations that gave their own player the or preseason player of the year, but Ike, I believe, is the official Mountain West preseason player of the year. Uh, he's going to miss an extended period of time for Wyoming. Now they've got Hunter Maldonado and Graham E.K. as kind of the stars of that team, and they're driving, you know, Wyoming. That's why they're, you know, their best rank here was 41. They're averaging 57. They're looking like a potential at-large team into the tournament. But they, they've, they're going to be without E.K. for, again, there's no specific timeline. It's just the vague and unspecific extended period of time. Now, Utah State, in two months, about two months and six days, I went and calculated this, they play on, I believe, January 10th, if I remember correctly. So two months, six days from now, if EK is back, Utah State, you know, this, this news will not really affect Utah State at all. Maybe some standings, it depends on how close EK comes back. If he comes back before the new year, it won't really affect Utah State in the slightest. Because Mountain West play begins like the last day or two of December. And so if he's back by then, then it won't have any standings implications. And obviously he'll be back by the time Utah State plays. But that's if. If extended period means up until like February, and that definitely impacts Utah State because they'll have one match under their belts before EK comes back. I think the second matchup was like February 10th or 11th or something. Sometime in mid-February is when they play for a second time. So it'll be interesting to see how that news impacts Utah State. There's a chance that it doesn't affect them at all. It'll affect Wyoming a ton. It'll affect their at-large bid hopes. But it may not affect Utah State at all. Um, so again, back to this. San Diego State first on this list. 18.8 average rank among these 1 through 365 um, rankings. Wyoming averaged 57.2. Utah State comes in at third on this average ranking compilation. Their average ranking is 68, which is actually conveniently smack dab where Ken Palm has them, which is one of the rankings I used for this. 
uh, Utah State's highest ranking, and I, I had to like double check and make sure that these rankings were actually updated and for this year, because one of them, and I believe it was just site called TeamRankings.com, where I think he uses some computer analysis or computer formula. They had Utah State at 44. Like, I, and granted that that ranking actually favored a lot of different Mountain West teams, so it wasn't just Utah State getting a boost on that one. But I, I couldn't believe it. And I almost threw it out just for that reason alone, having Utah State that high on their rankings. So, and that bumps up Utah State really to above Boise State because without some of those higher rankings, Utah State and Boise State were about the same. Where Boise State right now, in this compilation, their average rank is 77.4, which is close to but clearly behind Utah State. Colorado State is right next to, to Boise State. It's 77.8. And then you kind of, there's kind of a tear break here because San Diego State with these average rankings is, is in a class of its own. But then a tier two is Wyoming, Utah State, Boise State, and Colorado State. The, you know, that number two spot in the Mountain West, again, according to all these rankings, very much up for grabs between four teams. Um, and especially with EK being out, may, maybe, who knows? It, it could be interesting. Uh, but then obviously you go down to the next tier. So after Colorado State, you have Fresno State at 101.4, UNLV pretty close behind at 104.8, New Mexico not far behind that at 108.6, and then Nevada a little further behind at 122.0. So that, and that kind of forms another tier of its own. Fresno, UNLV, New Mexico, Nevada. You know, me and Eric, I think we both had or Utah State in that kind of third tier. Whereas these rankings like Utah State as basically a tier two team in the Mountain West. Uh, the final tier, you have two bottom feeders, Air Force and San Jose State. Uh, Air Force average rank is 242.4 and San Jose State at 255.8. Again, that's out of 363. So they're clearly in the uh, toward the uh, bottom third of the league. So... I don't know. I, I've been watching, re-watching some Utah State film, and it's actually made me slightly more pessimistic. I actually re-watched the Wyoming game from last year that was played in February, I think, so it was one of two games. It was the one played at Utah State. And I think that game ended 71-69. And I tell you what, watching Graham E.K. and then hearing that news today is like, holy cow, Wyoming really depends on him to manufacture offense out of the post. And the stuff he gets away with in the post and the stuff that his opponents are not allowed to get away with, it is pretty unfair. The EK is just able to bully people, and the second defenders make contact with him, they get called for fouls. It was pretty embarrassing. Granted, I shouldn't talk down about EK's game too much because that's how I play when I play basketball. I play physical, and I play kind of mean and dirty in the post. So... That's that's what's going on there with those rankings. Um, probably on Monday, I think me and Eric are probably going to go through some predictions for the non-conference. I've started kind of cooking up my own non-conference predictions. Um, also, I've been working on position previews. The first one came out today. It's about the guards. Granted, I had to try and draw a line between guards because I, I split this position preview into three. Guards, wings, and bigs. And it was hard to find a specific line between guards and wings. 
Because there's some guys that are listed as guards who I included as wings, but, you know, what's the difference? And I basically ended up drawing the line between anyone who's under 6'4 as a guard, anyone who's 6'4 and above, but isn't, you know, like a center. They're in the wings category. So check out CashValleyDaily.com. You can check out my preview on the guards. The wings one will be coming out tomorrow morning on Saturday. When you wake up, it'll already be published. Uh, So you can check those out. You know, my... Fairly in-depth review on each of these guys, their strengths, some of their weaknesses, where they'll likely be in the rotation. Then I'll also have my non-conference preview, which, you know, going through that and going pretty well in-depth. It's looking pretty good as far as Utah State's non-conference schedule. Out of 12 games, um, there's only one game where I've pretty firmly decided that I think Utah State's going to lose it. There's two games that are, you know, two to be where the opponent is to be determined, so I have to dig a little bit in there to see whether or not I think Utah State might lose one of those games. That's the Hawaii tournament where they're going to start playing Seattle and and that that game will take place in Hawaii and then they play two more games against it depends. You know, depending on other results. So of that non-conference when I've looked through it, there's one team I've decided they're probably going to lose to. One game where I'm undecided. Two that I just don't know because I don't know who they're playing. And the rest I'm thinking Utah State's going to win. And I'm pretty confident about each of those wins. So when we talk about Utah State having a bit of a weaker non-conference schedule, that may be part of it because I know one person brought up the Utah State's non-conference schedule supposedly ranks higher. And honestly, in looking into this, several of Utah State's early opponents Lost a lot of players. Lost a lot of key players. So while last year's records may look good, some of these teams are looking to make a big drop because of the guys they lost. Anyway, we've got to take another quick break. Talk about it a little bit more on the other side here on 106.9 The Fan. When Evan McMullen backed Joe Biden for president, He voted for every single catastrophic policy Biden's gang of socialists and tyrants inflicted on struggling Utah families. 40-year high inflation, crushing taxes, open borders, and lost freedoms. It was a bad call, but McMullen's got no regrets. We can't give Evan McMullen a second chance. We need Mike Lee now more than ever, our constant constitutional defender who never gives an inch to the forces who would destroy American freedom. The Biden-McMullen agenda drove Utahns' cost of living sky high. But Mike Lee has been a bulwark, shielding us from Joe Biden's thoughtless leadership, standing strong against rampant spending, lawless borders, and creeping socialism, even when he's had to stand alone. I'm Mike Lee, and I approve this message because I love Utah. I love our country, and it's been my honor to serve as your senator. Mike Lee for Senate. Paid for by Friends of Mike Lee Incorporated. Saturday afternoon, it's a 1.30 kickoff for the Aggies versus New Mexico Lobos. This will be a military appreciation game. Get yourself prepared with Aggie camel gear from Locker 42. Aggie logo t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, jackets, blankets, and more. Locker 42 is also happy to announce new Nike sideline gear is now starting to arrive. Get your camo Aggie gear for Saturday's military appreciation game, Locker 42, and you can shop either location, the North Store at 1430 North Main, next to Little Caesars, or the flagship store at 36 South Main. Locker 42. 
You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. This is Ryan at My Mattress. We've teamed up with Ridgeline High School Booster Club to bring you the Mattress Warehouse Sale of the Year. November 11th and 12th at Ridgeline High School. My Mattress, Maloof, and Sarah Noni will have truckloads of mattresses, mattress protectors, sheets, pillows, accessories, Sarah Noni blankets, and more at blowout, rock-bottom prices. Plus, you'll save thousands on Sealy, Intellibet, and Tempur-Pedic. That's Friday, November 11th, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., and Saturday the 12th, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Don't miss this chance for blowout pricing from My Mattress, Maloof, and Serenoni, November 11th and 12th at the Ridgeline High School Mattress Warehouse Sale. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL, the NFC South leading Atlanta Falcons host the Los Angeles Chargers in a Week 9 cross-conference matchup. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action as Marcus Mariota and the surging Falcons look to outduel Justin Herbert and the rested Chargers. It's the Falcons and the Chargers. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back. Final minutes of the first hour here on the Full Court Press. Jason Walker with you here. Just continuing on the point kind of at the end of the last segment. I don't have much time to start a new point. We've only got a, a minute and a half here before we close out the hour. Um, just on Utah State's non-conference basketball se- uh, schedule. And, you know, it's it's looks a little weak early on. Because, you know, UVU, their opening game, they, uh, you know, they, they were good last year, but their star player, uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to say his name right, but like Fardaz Amok, I think is how you say it, averaged 18.9 points, 13.6 rebounds last year. He transferred. They also lost Connor Harding. Um, UVU does get Trey Woodbury back, who they actually didn't have most of last year. But so UVU, one of their first opponents. Lost some talent. Um, one of the next opponents, Bradley. Bradley were sneaky good last year. But they lost their best player, their leading scorer. He transferred to Georgia. One of their other top returners is actually, or one of their other top players is returning, but he's going to be out for the Utah State game. Uh, Reink Mast. I think is how you say it. Uh, he's going to miss the early part of the season. Uh, Santa Clara, they were third in the West Coast Conference. Pretty dang good last year. They lost like everyone under the sun. They lost Jalen Williams to the NBA draft, two other double-digit scores, and you know, you know, keep going down the list. A lot of these guys have lost top talent. So 
Utah State's early non-conference schedule looking pretty easy. We'll see about the rest of it. We'll have uh, more for you next in the Full Court Press. Top of next hour.